the segment where Bischoff was locked in his office by Sting and the he had an actual crow just like staring him down, locking him down. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> it might have been just like ha- oh, it might have been Alpha. The Hogan Bischoff era was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Perfect Ten Wrestling Podcast. I am the Implications, and I'm joined by the man. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm gonna do that again because I had a really good intro for nope, it. Nope. Leave it. Leave it. Run it. Sure. All right. And he's all wised up on magic after right. Uh, oh, what was it? The Fullness. That was it. <laughs> after finding out that Fullness has been renewed <laughs> for two more seasons, it's burn. Back-to-back superstar intros. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I had a whole bit planned for the Penn and Teller thing, and I just forgot all of it. <laughs> that was the end of that. Oh. <laughs> like halfway through season two. Pretty spectacular. Pretty spectacular. Right. Uh, we're not going to talk about magic, though. We're going to talk what? about wrestling. We talked about politics <laughs> last time. Oh, we did, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's only ever been one magician wrestler. His name was complete shit, if you remember him. He, like, he came to the ring and he started putting like the tape out of his mouth. <laughs> and the guy, the, <laughs> like, guy in the ring was like, oh, what's going on? What? <laughs> it's like, like, what the hell is this? As in, he just, literally just did random magic tricks in the middle of the match. And that was his gimmick. <laughs> you could do such cool stuff with that, though. Like, uh, when people get handcuffed to the ring. Whoa, I escaped. <laughs> You could do cool stuff. Yeah, but they didn't. But they did <laughs> balloons and flowers and water out of like clown stuff as well. Oh, well, that's like, yeah, it was complete bullshit. So we have a lot to so, talk about. Right, we do it more freely. So whatever's coming to my head. So <laughs> we should we'll get the shit that was Monday Night Raw out the way first, and then we can oh, be happy sure. talking about SmackDown, and we'll talk about Clash of Champions kind of in Raw, I guess. Night like of Clash week. of the Champions. Yeah, Clash of the Night of the Champions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Raw was, I won't say a good reflection of Clash of Champions, but it was, I got the same feeling coming out of it. it I just thought, I don't really feel like I need to turn in next week. Maybe because it was a rerun? Maybe? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 40 <laughs> minutes of Roman vs. Rusev, and then uh, a <laughs> the rematch of the Tag Team Championship, too, and then we almost got a rematch of the women's division, but then Charlotte's like, aha, next week, because she learned that if you announce a title match and then you announce it next week, you'll get booed. So, you know, maybe <laughs> heels should do that instead of faces. Didn't they have... Oh, no, it was, was AJ Brian. Styles. It was Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're saying it's going to happen next week. Like, what do you mean? This is a good thing. <laughs> there, there were a few little highlights from from Raw, like the the two cruiserweight matches I liked, and then the yeah. the stuff with Cesaro and Sheamus and Mick Foley, like really pumping them up. I love that yes. part. <laughs> like he yeah, just sold the crazy. hell out of that team. Well, plus um, they both seem to be hilarious when they're interacting with each other. So <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it or anything like that. It feels like it's got more longevity than Slater and Rhino will. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Seamus is a really good actor, too. I mean, there's a reason yeah. he's actually in, you know, at least one movie now. But, like, you can sell anything. He's got good facial reactions and he's a smooth talker. A little a little better than Cesaro. So hopefully this gets Cesaro at least some more mic time. I mean, how, how far they go in the tag division is a good question. Because they're going to run up to New Day and, like, do you have the gimmick, you know, odd couple tag team take the belts off New Day who have been champs for 980 days or whatever and counting? 
or you do it a bit like a romantic comedy. Well, they hate each other at first, but at the end of it, they become best friends. <laughs> <laughs> that never really happened with Team Hell No. Like, Brian and yeah. Kane were never really best friends. It was because they were, of course, Daniel got his push to the main, to the main event, didn't he? So maybe uh, yeah. if the fans hadn't backlashed, <laughs> then maybe you might have got it. Then, so you know, getting their asses kicked for eight months by the Shield. <laughs> yes, and uh, who did they fight? Oh, it was um, Dolph Ziggler and Biggie Langston. Versus Kane and Daniel Bryan. Really? I don't even remember that. Yeah, yeah it's because they literally had nothing to do for either of them. So when if I fought <laughs> any of those four guys, I'd like, put them all in a match together. That'll do. <laughs> and the whole internet went, what? No, you could have just had Daniel Bryan versus Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah exactly. <laughs> but that was um, Big E's debut. Was that the same WrestleMania that was Fandango's debut? So well, that was odd. That WrestleMania sounds like a winner. <laughs> It was... Well, I had CM Punk Undertaker. I think that was that one. That might be completely off, but yeah, that was a good match. With... Oh, no, I can't remember. I can't remember. Is it Living? No, In Living Colour's the TV show, is it? Or is that the band? Uh, Living Colour... That, well. That's a good question. <laughs> one's the band, one's the TV question show. Question for another time. <laughs> yeah, only one of them's got Jim Carrey. I don't want to hear him sing. <laughs> So, back to Raw. Yeah, Raw, Raw was In Living Colour is a TV show. <laughs> there you go. Okay. It's a Living Colour piece of TJ Perkins versus Tony Nese. Really glad to see Tony Nese. I said when we were doing yeah. our Cruiserweight Classic reviews that he was one of the one of the guys that I was most impressed with. He's just huge and really athletic. Because uh, uh, they actually said it pretty well on the... I think one of the... Corey Graves might have said it, where he's a lot like Neville. And I was yeah. thinking, well, they actually said that. Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. We just steal my line. <laughs> it's like, oh damn it! <laughs> That's what Brian said. But yeah, he's um, he's pretty impressive, and the crowd seemed more impressed with his moves than they did TJ Perkins. I don't know. They they seemed to just shit on the match as it was, which is a bit odd. Yeah, I, I mean, they they just weren't super lively, and they they were a little ornery. Like, I think I heard another CM Punk chant, and yes, they had the same yeah. guys from Class of Champions who were just like doing the thumbs down to basically everything. So, <laughs> and speaking of both. And T.J. Perkins. T.J. Perkins now has the crown for the best intro in WWE. <laughs> he has stolen it with that like Mega Man pixel art intro that like has the character select at the beginning and his <laughs> yes. HP. It's just amazing. So good. That, as I emailed you, I think when you were talking about it, I just thought the only thing that can make that better is if when he walks down the ramp, he collects all the hearts and <laughs> yes. the coins. He has to go om, om, om at the coins. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he gets into the ring, he can throw some coins into the air. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe if he ever loses a match, you get that. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> uh, uh, I think, I think the internet nerds were not like that. He's a literal game character, guys. <laughs> like no. <laughs> but yeah, the cruiserweights are great for me. Cedric Alexander is still shining with his uh, in-ring stuff. Well, he Super and uh, Rich Swan have both been incredible. Uh, who else? Did, it was that lumbar that check match? is brutal. <laughs> oh, it looks so painful. Uh, it was Lindsay Dorado and someone. Yeah, oh, Drew, Drew, Drew Gulak. Yeah, he of the yes. gnarly dragon sleeper, of which he did not get to use. Which <laughs> I don't think he's going to get to when use it his, very often. That's his, that's his like best thing, and then you don't see. Like any submission from him. Hey, Maybe so, a headlock. so we've seen like seven cruiserweights now, and we still haven't seen your boy Jack Gallagher. He'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's signed. Wait, waiting for the, the Von Villains to debut? Uh, well, they've been taken off telly, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, Not they kind of have. Other than no one wants them. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a bit odd. But yeah, um, if I might, Gallagher and Dar both finishing up their indie dates, and then they'll be coming over. Oh, that's very possible. I think I think Dar's already finished, but don't quote me on that. And then Gallagher was, I think he was still wrestling last week. Again, don't quote me on that, because I'm not either of those guys. I don't know everywhere they're booked. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, yeah, they'll be coming soon. It'll be fine. But you can't have them... You need, you need to slowly drip feed them like they're doing and then slowly people will get invested because at the moment the only character well say you've got four people which the crowds will be invested into yeah, Rich Swan, Alexander, uh, Perkins and Kendrick obviously yep. Perkins and Kendrick being the top two <laughs> and Kendrick being your fave because <laughs> he's still <laughs> I like I like Perkins a lot too they're, they're pretty neck and neck but Perkins actually Perkins uh, Kendrick actually has a character so I mean character and history is going to put him just a little bit over the edge plus Perkins has given like a super generic good guy promo two weeks in a row and that's a little boring that's a very good way to get the crowd to turn on him <laughs> yeah. just be the blandest of bland baby sapers. I'm oh, so geez, glad guys. to be here oh it's always <laughs> been my dream and now I'm the champion it's like that's great for like your first promo but you can't give that again yeah. like you gotta you gotta start doing something you can't be the oh geez guys I'm so excited to be here <laughs> oh shucks yeah <laughs> another, another guy goes ah oh, shucks when he loses <laughs> <laughs> it's like, stay positive, guys. I win the next one. That'd be really bad. So another, yeah, he's, another yeah. highlight from Raw. Uh, Enzo and Cass interrupting Kevin Owens yes. and Jericho's little <laughs> mutual admiration society. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the list of Jericho, the, the, the misspelled list of Jericho. It's, it's actually oh. Enzo. You, you spelled it Esno there. Thanks. <laughs> so I... WWE very rarely makes me laugh. <laughs> I don't know if it's a slight thing in humour or if their they, their humour is just a bit off at times. However, that Santa Claus thing, <laughs> I was I was crying with laughter. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it's like, wait, did you just say you're gonna sit in my lap? No, no, I didn't. No, no. <laughs> you did. did. So no, I'm gonna I punch you in the face. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's so good. Uh, he's he's how I felt last year when New Day were coming out doing their comedy bits. That's how I feel for Chris Jericho at the moment. I just get so excited when he comes out. He's on he's on fire so bad, so good, bad. I don't know, but yeah, he's been fantastic. And he's winning my talkie bit of the night award every week now. <laughs> so someone surely he's got to. Well, yeah. Now that Dean's point. gone. Yeah, Dean Ambrose has moved over. John Cena, he would win quite a few. AJ yep. Styles, the oh, new day have dropped off the earth in terms of that award. My end of year, who's the best? Is going to be probably just between. <laughs> probably just be Chris Jericho at this point. <laughs> he's winning every single one. But he didn't start winning until a couple of weeks ago, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, it's fair, but I'm not. I'm going to have to go through all my columns at the end of the year. I've not thought about that. That sounds like too much work. Just flip a coin. <laughs> like, yeah, I've got a gist of who I know is at the top or whatever. So that uh, was, was Raw, basically. Yeah, one hilarious segment and a match at the end because they have 15 minutes to fill. But the segment was absolutely hilarious, so I don't really mind. A couple good cruiserweight matches. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte was really good, I thought. How do you like Stephanie just reverting 100% to old Stephanie? I'm going to I'm uh, gonna berate the male talent, and I'm clearly manipulating shit behind the scenes and scheming. You know, with the How You Met Your Mother finale... I watched almost the entirety of that show, except the last season, because it pissed me oh, off. Oh, goddammit, this reference will fly right over you then. <laughs> so, in... Wait, do you, you don't care if I give you spoilers for that, do you? What? It's, no? This is like a five-year... End of five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know how it ended, so... Yeah, so they have him go back with Robin at the end of it. 
to which everyone went, wait, so Blech. these last seven years of character development was all bullshit and you went back with the original thing you wanted, what, six years ago? Yeah. So this definitely thing has kind of got me thinking all the character development they've done, they've just shoved it right out the window. They haven't like, even no, really no done any character development with her. Like, what did they change exactly? She well, just she stopped wasn't pretending. Just, <laughs> she wasn't the. She went less cutthroat villainy in a way with Mick. Like he'd kind of nerfed her a little bit, but then it's gone straight back to evil villain, uh, cutting down the other wrestlers. Yeah. Was it was it Mick Foley she was having a go at this time? Oh yeah. Just she yelled at him. him hard. But he's 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 been a really good actor since <laughs> he's become GM. I'm really surprised. I didn't realise he was... Because I don't remember him being that good with betraying his emotion. Uh, and like getting all teary-eyed and stuff. Uh, yeah. I think he just didn't have much occasion to use that during like the Attitude Era or his like, early oh, 2000s yeah. run. But now he does. I can't imagine Mankind doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Raw was okay. Raw felt like the old-timey Raws where you had a couple good matches and a couple good segments and then on, like a middle hour that sucks and <laughs> then a lot of shit that doesn't matter. Why don't they put the cruiserweights in that? I don't get it. So, so for two weeks in a row now, they've had, for two weeks in a row, they've had the cruiserweights as the penultimate thing just before the main event and both times the reaction's not been fantastic because the crowd's kind of drained at the, by that point yep so if we had one match in the first was the end of the first hour i thought it came on which is what everyone thought they should do and they did and it was great it got a really good reception the crowd was still awake enough to enjoy it so i don't quite get why not have the second cruiser weight match either at the top of the second hour or within that one hour still before the crowd's just dead from jobber matches and Boring promo segments. You gotta, you gotta put yeah. something in that death slot. I guess they're just like, eh, you know, we can either put a second cruiserweight match in, or we can only have one. It's probably better to have the second cruiserweight match than to just have junk there. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just a, yeah, with a three-hour show, it's a bit of a unless you've got two top things books every single week like a double main event of, of sorts so <laughs> I don't really know. speaking of the main event in what is now kind of an ongoing segment i guess mick foley who's bad at his job doesn't have a main event <laughs> until enzo and cast interrupt and <laughs> oh by the way we're in the main event because we're gonna wrestle you which we found out five minutes ago like good job mick you have 20 minutes at the end of the fucking show and you had nothing booked you're like yeah we'll just have jericho and uh kevin owens talk for 20 minutes that seems like a good idea no <laughs> That's what, yeah fucking mick and i'm, I'm blaming him in kayfabe because he's the general manager and that's kind of his job but re- really it's just stupid and they've done it several weeks now it's like we don't have a main event we don't have a card booked we're gonna wing it and I know that they used to do that a lot on the show, but uh, it's just, it's so painful and it just makes your new GM look fucking incompetent. Because <laughs> you said it last week, and because of that, that's the first thing I thought when I saw it. <laughs> You're like, God damn like, it. Oh, no. <laughs> like, burnt right. This just makes no sense. He's so bad at his job. It doesn't help that on um, SmackDown they've got them booking the shows like weeks in advance. Yeah. Hey, guess like, what we're going to do next week? We're going to have a title match for the, the World Heavyweight Championship between Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles. Tune in! That's what you like, do! <laughs> yeah, and then all, all the rest is like, oh, jolly good, yes. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Bryan wasn't on SmackDown at all. He wasn't on yeah, at all. Yeah, and it's good. And I tweeted about it, and it got two likes. Oh, <laughs> the the world agrees. World record. Well, who do I get? Oh, yeah. Mm. I haven't told you about my recent... Because I, I can't remember what the last one was. Someone liked one of my tweets. Oh no, it was it Mojo Rowley, <laughs> and there was like you oh, did mention no. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Since everyone then, starts somewhere. Well, um, on Tuesday, David Otunga retweeted me, 
Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, is that working your way up? I can't tell. Surely that's better than Mojo, right? It's, it's, it's like that line, you're fucking your way to the middle. Because <laughs> I just put about, um, will David Otunga actually be, be, uh, actually finish that bleeding story about Rikishi <laughs> on the Adam Sandler film set? Never. <laughs> and David Otunga tweeted it, so he feels the same way. <laughs> he wants to finish his story. <laughs> There, there was something on Reddit about that too. Did it did go in, in more into it, or just the joke that I, I never know. finished? I just it? saw the title. Oh, I'll look at it later. I think it was a Maybe. joke, though. <laughs> oh, he never finished that. So, oh, do we want to talk about Clash of Champions since we moved through Raw? Yeah, look at that record time. Like, yeah. what, 20 minutes? That's, That's a yeah. lot of time for a show that fucking sucked and I intended to spend five minutes on, so. <laughs> yeah, we're not the doc. We don't spend what half of, over half of our show talking about raw. Nah, we want the good stuff. Cause it's crap. Bef- <laughs> Before we get to the good stuff, though, there is Clash of Champions, which I don't know how you felt, but after the main event, my main thought was, I have got no desire to tune in tomorrow. I'm going to do it <laughs> because I write a column. Pretty much. <laughs> if I didn't, um, the way of um, the way of Super Chris on the main page who stopped watching raw and is only watching SmackDown. I don't blame him. <laughs> it's just oh. feeling pretty justified at this point. Yeah, it's mostly a chore to get through every week. And if I wasn't doing a column, I would watch it in like thirty minutes, just riding through it, watching the good bits. I mean, he's missing out on some stuff. Like the women's match was really good. I'm hopeful for where Sheamus and Cesaro is going. The cruiserweights they could be good if they let them be booked a little more like the cruiserweight classic. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent that way, but. You know, not just raw matches with cruiserweights, but actual cruiserweight matches. So th- there's some potential there. There's some good matches there. You're, you're missing out on some things, but, like, the main event is just kind of dumb right now. I'm glad that Kevin Owens is champ, but they're doing... They're just doing him wrong. They're, they keep having people have to interfere and help him when he didn't need that ever beforehand. He beat John Cena, all right? He took the title from Sami Zayn and defended it. Like, he, he doesn't need the help. Why do you have to give him the stupid help? Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but... Well, I've got a little pop quiz for you for all. Go ahead. Out of all the people that have been doing jobber matches, excluding De- uh, Bailey, because she had hers this week, so every- everyone has been doing jobber matches, how many were actually on Raw this week? <laughs> if you count Bailey, it's just Bailey. Because Braun Strowman <laughs> wasn't even, on and Nia Jax wasn't on. Not even fucking Sami Zayn. <laughs> Where was he? What did he do? <laughs> Surely. He's, probably, he's probably busy crying that <laughs> Kevin Owens is champ. <laughs> oh, I like, like the idea of him. I, I beat him. But he gets a championship match, and he's the champ now, and I'm, you know, not doing anything. Which makes no sense after Sami Zayn was the one who won their feud, and then (laughs) got nothing afterwards. (laughs) He also lost to Chris Jericho, so he's just a big loser. Again, I don't mind that if they were going to do something more with it, but he wasn't even on the show this week. Yeah, exactly. I was certain he was going to be the one to come out, and then Menendo and Cass came out. I was like, oh, yeah, they also don't have anything to do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, would you have preferred... Sammy come out and be like, and I found a partner, and here it is, and it's a random person. Um, oh, I don't know. It could have been Enzo and Cass, and then Enzo's just out as a manager. Because on the one hand, I want <laughs> Sammy to be in the main event. Like he, he's their best baby face on Raw. He should be, you know, in a very prominent position, and he's not doing anything instead. But on the other hand, we were told that Battleground was the end of their feud, and they wouldn't be wrestling anymore. And you know, that that doesn't mean anything. It's like a character dying in a comic book. They're gonna come back eventually. <laughs> But like, yeah. make it a couple months. Make it like six months or a year. Don't don't immediately bring it back. So he's in kind of a rough position. He should just be going for a mid card belt or something, you know, building up that that underground cred. And instead of just not being on the show at all. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
And just like Neville, we got we have two yeah. NXT champions that were over, and they're not doing anything. <laughs> and if they're on SmackDown, you can bloody damn guarantee they'll be on the show. Does SmackDown have was... any NXT champions? I don't think so. They're all on Raw. No. Neville, like the, yeah. Bo Dallas, Big E, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens. Yeah, every single one's on Raw. Every single one is on Raw. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, they got the guys who were in the matches but didn't actually win. <laughs> like, Apollo Crews and Finn Balor, that was really good, but they used that for a different reason. I can't remember what it was. Tyler Breeze. Why oh, Tyler Breeze? Oh, he's also on SmackDown, isn't he? Breeze. Yeah. And they'll probably get Tyson Kidd because they'll split up Cesaro. He's never going to wrestle again. Now. Yeah. Never going to wrestle if, again. Yeah, I don't know what's... Yeah, he's, he's not been able to recover, so it would be a bit sad. Did you see Cesaro say that uh, the muscle buster should be retired? No, you did. That. Yeah, Where I mean, not su- not surprising. He said it on Twitter. Or I think oh, it was right. an interview and it was retweeted, but... Uh, I mean, not surprising when his buddy got, you know, paralyzed, basically, mm. because of it. I mean, you can see how it's a dangerous move, too. It's not the worst move ever. It's probably not as bad as the Styles Clash, but... Well... Or Cesaro's... Uh, Suicida to Tope. Oh my <laughs> just... god. <laughs> Jesus so Christ. Did you see that link I sent you of uh, Ralph from The Simpsons just like planting head first? And oh, Cesaro's Cesaro like, I'm did, never yeah, doing Cesaro's this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so. Now, if we could just get Sasha to agree to not do it. Like, people make fun of Dean's suicide dive when he just kind of shoves you into the barricade. But you know what? He's never That's fucking face planted either. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the safest way to do it. <laughs> One of the same. Aside from how Hulk Hogan would do it, she'd probably just climb through the ropes and then axe handle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But yeah, but, uh, I, I was. Because I was watching it with my younger brother who could not give less of a shit about wrestling. <laughs> but I thought, oh yeah, we can have a beer and enjoy it. But when that happened, it's like, Jesus Christ, how is he not concussed? Like, enjoy your concussion, Cesaro. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. But what that actually did was it took away from the real ending, where it's a clothesline over the barricade. And right. then meant to go, oh, shit, oh, oh that, that's an injury. Oh, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> we saw what an actual injury looks like, like, five minutes ago. Well, like, <laughs> like, could have just ended there. Like a lot of people, I thought when Seamus hit the bro kick that that was, like, the emergency ending. Like, oh, shit, we got to end yeah, this match because he's yeah. hurt. But it wasn't, so well done, I guess. But yeah, that, yeah, that ending to that match, I guess we should probably talk about actual Clash of Champions and not things tangentially related to Clash of Champions. <laughs> the ending of that match fucking yeah. sucked. I get, like, storyline-wise, but then someone's also like, leave it to WWE to find a way to 50-50 book a best-of-seven series. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid. Oh, it's kind of like, give us seven weeks to come up with something for you. <laughs> and then it's like, oh shit, they want them to be a tag team. But the but match was good. The match was very good. I mean, yeah, it was match of the night. I thought. Yeah, I mean, well, they, I, I think the women's match was pretty great too. So oh, I kind of put them yeah. in a tie. Yeah, only those two matches. I was watching it, thinking, I've got no idea who's going to win. It's really fast. There's lots of counters. I'm enjoying this. I mean, the per- others Perkins were... and Kendrick was really good too, but not quite at that no, level. Yeah. And of course, every time I keep reading this, I keep wanting to say Kendrick Perkins, who's a basketball <laughs> player, like a real well. I'm probably stretching it to say he's a basketball player. He's someone in the NBA who pretends to play basketball. Ah. <laughs> I'm sure you watch a lot of NBA. So I watch zero NBA, <laughs> apart from when LeBron James talks about something on an advert and there's a clip of basketball. Oh <laughs> Not a like, LeBron yeah, fan. My new video game. Yeah. LeBron is the Roman Reigns of the NBA. If that helps you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so right. TJ Perkins won Cesaro Sheamus went to a draw or a I don't know double TKO I don't even know how you would announce that actually yeah double TKO both announced as injured 
Women's match, Bailey Sasha Charlotte. Charlotte kind of kicked the shit out of both of them, and Dana effectively interfered for the first time in her life. (laughs) And then Charlotte wins with, like, a double big boot, like, diesel boot, I guess. That's a super weird ending, but okay. Well, she's won with it a couple of times now, so... And it makes sense, given that she's got those really long, powerful legs. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they're good at getting an impactful move so it makes sense with the flow of the match it's cool that she has three finishers yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah it's the kevin owens thing where (laughs) you've got your two main moves and then you've got like three or four other moves which could end matches on their own and a spear so so four oh yeah yeah if you've got the spear you've got the boot the figure for uh, figure eight technically the figure four if she doesn't feel like (laughs) doing the figure eight (laughs) <laughs> then, yeah, then she's got natural selection. Uh, she can drop Sasha on her head. That counts as a finish. Have to do that move again. <laughs> Sasha drops herself most of the time. To be fair, <laughs> that one was awful though. <laughs> just Charlotte just dropped her like half legs over the ropes and just boom for like. What did you think was going to happen, Charlotte? <laughs> of course, she's just going to like collapse onto her head. There were a lot of title <laughs> matches on this card. I know it's called Clash of Champions, but I'm well, looking yeah, back at every, it. Holy shit! There's like every, five championships. Every title burn. That's crazy. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. But yeah, um, the only one we've not talked about is Gallows and Anderson versus The New Day. Is there anything to talk about? Um, I mean, really. they've wrestled like a million times. <laughs> and, well, they wrestled a million times, and this match added nothing, which made it more confusing when they did it again on Raw. <laughs> At least Raw it. had the Kofi Crimson mask, which was fucking crazy. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, surprised that made it to broadcast. Did they? I was trying to figure out when it happened, but it must have been when he went into the steps. Yeah, and he just caught the corner. I mean, I was kind of wondering if that was like a who was it Roman who had the blood capsule, or was it Triple H? Oh, it's Roman. Yeah, and that was just terrible. So I was trying to figure out if it, if it was legit or not, because, you know, it's kind of convenient that. if he disappears from the camera and comes back bloody. But <laughs> but then he sees his eyes. Right. Kind of just and there's just no like point that. to doing it unnaturally. Like, there was a point to it in Roman versus Triple H, trying to hype it up as, like, this blood rivalry. But, I mean, there's no reason to do it in that match unless it's legit. So uh, the, And then he had, he had Dr. Woods tending to him after the match. <laughs> not <laughs> like, that kind of big... doctor. Isn't it like psychology or something? Is a doctor Ancient English literature or something. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's absolutely nothing to do with. <laughs> but who cares? <laughs> it's doctor. It's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Match was fine. Meh, whatever. That's pretty much how I felt about the pay per view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was good fine. matches in it, and then when it ended, it was like, eh, whatever. The problem yeah, is like so, there, so, there was no great match in it. There was no Cena versus AJ Styles. So it's just like, yeah. it's like the last pay-per-view minus any great match. Well, I had high hopes for Rollins versus Owens. Yeah. Was, it, if they'd have let them just it, wrestle just, for 25 minutes. Like, it got better nearest the end, but then I had to do the whole thing with a screwy ending because Owens is a heel, therefore he can't win clean. Which is... <sighs> so stupid. Somebody, <laughs> somebody on Reddit posted uh, some stats about Triple H's uh, reign of death his reign of terror during the like mid 2000s and they pointed out that like he only won something like 50% of his matches. He actually got pinned a bunch, which was really surprising because <laughs> oh. that's not my memory of the events, but you know, he Pick basically Even his title defenses were only like 50-50. He just kept winning the titles back. <laughs> awesome. All right. Oh, and then he had matches like Scott Steiner and stuff which just stunk. Oh god, <laughs> it's like Steiner Steiner Nash Nash Nash. Like, holy shit, I don't even remember him wrestling Nash. Like, I, I must have blocked this out. Like, it was traumatic. <laughs> All I remember is Nash's uh, quad tearing in the tag match. Oh, more. God. 
So how'd you like Roman versus Rusev? Rusev hitting basically like four finishers on Roman and Roman kicking out like every fucking time. Roman's got really good at being entertaining. Well, he's got good at the climax. I'll say it like that, which sounds a bit weird when I put it like that. (laughs) Given Uh, the fan fiction you've created for Roman. (laughs) He's really good at the finishing moments of the match. (laughs) Like the final third of the match. That's better, yeah. And he is still (laughs) shit at the first part. (laughs) Rest hold! Power move! Rest hold! Power move! Rest hold! The middle of his matches are so boring. Sit in (laughs) the corner! (laughs) It's like where he gets his breath back and gets enough energy to do the finishing bit. So painful. (laughs) But then you finally get to the final third. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a nice sequence and it's going all right. It's just a shame I had to sit through 15 minutes of nothing <laughs> but like we got to our five minutes of fun Rusev hits a couple of super kicks he hits like the stomp 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 your back super accolade yeah yeah. It, none of it matters none of it matters cause then Roman's just like I'm gonna power out of an accolade which is not even physically fucking possible powers out of the <laughs> accolade and then like I hit a spear I win haha <laughs> joke's on you this is a stupid <laughs> match who booked that match like if you want R- Roman to win fine whatever but like you could build it to make fucking sense without completely nuking Rusev in the meantime. Like, the a finisher like the accolade. I was watching something, was it not Dana White? Uh, Joe Rogan? That's a commentator, isn't it? Yep. And he was talking about the submissions and things and when, they, when they've got them locked in and they tap, that's the thing of when in real life, you, it's kind of thing, if this was a real fight, I would be dead. I, you've got me, well done. Yeah. The accolade, <laughs> to me, feels like a, fin- a submission where as soon as it's locked in, that's it. Done. You can't get out of it. That yeah. kind of one. And it's and not even like it it's not even the anti-air it. thing. Is he'd break your back? Yeah. He's bending you in like, half. He's like three hundred and fifty like pounds. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So once he's got that locked in, that should be the end of it. Yeah. And the way people counter it is stopping it before it gets locked in. Yep. Or at least build it up for you build up the tension for when he gets it properly locked in. That's that. So you have. Um, you build it up to people maybe trying to do it or something so when someone finally does it it's a Chris Masters master lock kind of thing <laughs> but less lame and not broken by Bobby Lashley oh Lashley <laughs> I think you can see that like, everyone in the crowd going oh he's going to break it isn't he oh he did oh that's <laughs> nice I mean we all knew that was coming anyway <laughs> yeah I like the master lock challenge <laughs> it's really good and the faces seemed to go a bit purple when they did it. There's <laughs> <laughs> a nice little finishing touch. So Roman, Roman mercifully, like I said in my column, mercifully takes the title off Rusev because Rusev has been completely fucking destroyed over the ten weeks that Raw's been on its own. <laughs> Just destroyed. That guy is dead in the water. He could have been huge after this brand split, being Raw's only champion, being you know like kind of on a decent run, and just ten weeks of getting shit on by Roman. Finally, like just put him out of his fucking misery at this point. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> like, speaking of guys who could have been big after the draft, but I guess he's kind of getting a high spot. The opening segment for SmackDown was Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt starting their little their little adventure, let's call it. I enjoyed that through the entire night, the whole Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt thing. I loved it. It, it, it was different <laughs> than the other things that Bray usually does. I like that he was kind of pissed off that Randy couldn't find him, and then Randy's over there with the new creepy demon sheep mask. Yeah, I love the whole thing. I'm, I'm like the biggest Saw fan in the world, so you, you give me a Saw segment, I'm going to fucking love it. <laughs> what was that ending all about? I was a bit confused. Because it had Bray in his chair. I don't know if it was a, a fuck-up or something. But it was, Bray was in his chair, 
and then Mandy Orton did us all did all his stuff, and then it reversed back to Bray being in his chair. I don't know what that was all about. I think they were trying to be <laughs> creepy with it, and it just you're like, it was that an editing error? What just happened? <laughs> but I, I love the whole mechanic of it, where he's like trying to lead him into a trap and. Randy keeps having to pick like the stupid route to avoid what's his face Rowan. I love that moment where he's um you see him hiding behind the door and then when he leaves you see him trying to open the door like Aah. I, I <laughs> love the the prey so that was like the predator prey door right and yeah. behind the prey door is like his old legend killer cut out with like white light <laughs> eyes creepy yeah, as cool. fuck super cool yeah, yeah I love that whole segment. Like that. There's a good. Was it? I remember. There was a good way oh, yeah. to show SmackDown doing something really different and it working. <laughs> yeah, definitely a game. And then, yeah, yeah they, st- they stretched it out throughout the night, which was very cool, too. It wasn't just, like, one segment. Like, Bray usually interrupts one segment, and, you know, his chair light's on fire. He says, I'm a god, <laughs> and you're scared, or whatever. Like, they kind of stretched out his nonsense throughout the night, and it, it, it gave kind of that glue to, to SmackDown that they've done before with, like, the the AJ night or the Dolph Ziggler night where they show up in, like, four segments. You know, like, okay, that was that was the, the AJ show, and it was very cool. Like, this was kind of the Bray show. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing coming out of it is, wait, so did Randy get to them or not? Because I thought, you think he did, he did the whole sheet mask thing. Yeah, he and definitely then, he definitely attacked Bray. And then he did the weird reverse thing, so I was thinking, oh, was that a <laughs> if scenario? Or was that a actual scenario? I'm uh, so confused. <laughs> I don't think so. My only problem with the segment is the fact that, uh, kind of like Rusev and Roman, Randy's won every one of those segments so far. He just keeps kicking the shit out of Bray. Like, Bray's going to have to win the next match. Hopefully. <laughs> We've been saying that for 18 months, so. Yeah, well, ever since the Cena one, ever since he's seen the match, people have gone, all right, so he's going to win his next feud. Okay, he didn't He didn't quite beat Ambrose, but he's going to win his next feud. Okay, okay, he didn't, he didn't quite win. So maybe he'll beat Roman? Oh, no, Roman's won. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's Randy Orton. He's like, oh, he had the whole, the whole bot Lesnar thing. And then he had, then he got beat up by the Rock, and now he's on this. Yeah, Undertaker and Kane. Oh yes, of course he lost to Undertaker and Kane. Yeah. That was the one in between. I couldn't remember. Yeah. So yeah, was... uh, tag team nonsense match. It was fun tag team nonsense, and <laughs> to talk what you're on about, the Usos have fully finished their transformation into Mexican heels. Yeah. <laughs> they got new, <laughs> music. new music. It's kind of cool. Yeah, they um they reminded me a bit. Well, was a, I thought it was a better mix for the music, but it reminded me a bit of Hunico and... Was it Camacho? Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me a bit of that. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Because they're the, the Uso cools. They're the Samoan cools. <laughs> not quite as racist. They're not coming out on lawn mowers. <laughs> so like stupid, though. I mean, I don't know if they're, like, choosing their own gear or what, but you look like the Mexicools. Knock it off. You're not gangsters. Someone's... You're like football players from Hawaii. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, they're not. They don't feel dangerous enough. I think that's the word I'm looking for. To be badass. Uh, <laughs> not homies. Not yet. <laughs> so white. But I guess one point about the match. Did you see the fact that they double teamed uh, whoever they ended up beating? Uh, they double teamed his left leg. Was it he? Yeah. I think it was he. Yeah, it was, yeah. Double yeah. teamed his left leg, but then they lock in the submission on the right. Did they? I think so. Oh, they might... Or oh, vice versa. No, I'm so confused. Yeah, they did. I'm yeah, pretty sure they yeah. hit the wrong knee, though. So, good job, guys. <laughs> what? Or did they? Because I can't remember. They flip him over, don't they? And then... Yeah. One last part, yeah. I guess. Uh, the Ascension. The Ascension actually wrestled another match, and technically yeah. they won. And they look so happy. <laughs> <I know. laughs> good for you guys. It's the first <laughs> yeah. win they've had on TV, like, ever. <laughs> like the, um, uh, the, what was your name? Uso Cools? <laughs> <That> was, <yeah. laughs> Samoa Cools, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so Miracles were trying to be like badass, like, yeah, we won, yeah, yeah. And then the Ascension, like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's the big the big guy? Is it is it Victor or is it Connor? I think it's Victor. Uh, Connor's the big one that okay. had the cheese thing. Connor can move. When he got in the ring to break up yeah. that count, he was just like, boom, he was in there. Yeah. yeah always like that guy. I think he could he could have like a decent solo push if, you know. They well, never... he tried it for a bit after uh, the guy who's now Bram in, in TNA. Yeah. Uh, he was in the first <laughs> Ascension when they were technically like vampire type characters. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then they went... Legion of Doom rip off. It's like, oh, that's a shame. They were really good to start with. Le- Legion of Doom Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> so so shit. Com- especially <laughs> compared to what they started off as. That it was so promising. And then they had that uh, really long dominant tag team run in the next It's like it's not as good as the first one, but it's it still works. So I don't yeah. mind. Yep. And then the latest one is like, yeah, yeah, it's gone past good now. <laughs> now we're Kiss is what they are. <laughs> yeah, or Kiss tribute band. Yeah. <laughs> just like how'd you like Carmella getting another roll-up win on Nikki Bella I'm fine with it it's so funny he just keeps <laughs> losing it's, um, yeah it's, I'm fine with it it's, it's gonna lead up to a match at some point in the future I don't know if it'll be on the main card no it's Nikki Bella she'll be on the main card what am I on about I love yeah. JBL JBL after uh, Naomi did that like head scissors butt rub he's like alright Mr. Move Caller what do you call that and he's like she did a moonwalk He's like, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> yes. Forgot about that. See, this, this is what I mentioned, I think, in, in your column. Like, you know, the, the announce teams have kind of leveled out a little bit. Like, Byron kind of reverted back to his, I, I'm just the nerd that gets made fun of by everyone all the time and I don't really contribute anything. Whereas, you know, Ronaldo and JBL in particular are building some chemistry. And, yeah, yes. Ronaldo is just by far the best commentator out of all, that entire group so yeah, Smackdown's commentary has gotten better Roz has gotten a little worse now they're pretty even like JBL is a little less insufferable Ronaldo's awesome and Byron's just kind of there and Cole's just back to being old stupid I fuck up everything Cole <laughs> which is uh yeah <laughs> I thought with, with Corey Graves Cole might be a bit better but then he just reverted back to how he was. Yeah, he was for a little while, but he's bad again. He's back to like yeah. saying the wrong person pinned someone, even though they look nothing alike. It's <laughs> bad call. Like, Michinoku driver. <laughs> I was gonna say, is it really bad that I pop when he calls a Michinoku driver correctly? I think at Clash of Champions, I was like, wait a minute, don't get too excited. Let's wait and see what he calls the Blue Thunder Bomb first. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. You got it right. <laughs> so, well done, so AJ versus Dean. It was a very good TV match. Yeah, and I liked the kind of story at the end. Like they they justified Cena interfering basically to ruin yes. the match. Yeah, and they then were excited for no mercy. <laughs> and then Cena, you know, actually getting to look strong after getting his ass kicked last week by hitting a pair of F fives on the two the two others was very cool. Yeah, I liked all of it. And really, that's just a brilliant plan by AJ. Like, you roll out of the ring after you hit a big move and you hit uh, Cena. Like, one of two things happens. Either you hit him and he doesn't respond, in which case you win because he didn't respond, so you got the cheap shot. Or he interferes in the match, in which case you retain your title. So it's a win-win for AJ. Well played, buddy. Yeah. He's so smart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was a good TV match and it was kind of a cool story. And Cena did a really good job on commentary of putting both guys over. Well, compared to Raw, where the main event felt like, well, we've got 15 minutes left, let's do a tag match. Yeah. This one, it was announced last week, and it was built up, and then you got to see it this week, and it was great. 
Yeah, so, uh, SmackDown's main say. event is pretty much always better than Raw's at this point. Mm. Well, because we're invested. We've actually got something to sink our teeth into. Yeah. And speaking Imagine. of invested, the actual best yeah. segment of SmackDown... Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> the Miz. Yes. On fire. How the hell does that happen? <laughs> uh, uh, people, uh, like the Lords of Pain comments on like the breakdown for the No Mercy card, everyone's saying Dolph Ziggler Miz is going to be match of the night. It's not, but it'll it's be not awesome. going to be seen. Obviously, surely he's going to be seen in Ambrose Styles. <laughs> yeah, surely. it's totally going to be. <laughs> However, I wouldn't mind. I, I can't see it not being a good match. Yeah, it's like, going to be really good. Like, it's a real possibility of, a, of at least two uh, proper four-star matches at the very least at that pay-per-view, which is more than I can say for Monday Night Raw stuff. And but it's. This is the first time in a while that a career stipulation has been on the line, and you're not really sure if they're going to win or not. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think that that's going back to, like, Jericho versus Cena and Jericho losing and having to leave, like, that's the last time I remember a career being on the line being like, dude, I don't know. He could just leave. Was that was that the one where Edge returned at the Rumble? Like, that long ago, I think. Uh, so I thought that was just before the Royal Rumble, where he got fired. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. But, <laughs> <That's old memory>. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole segment was awesome. Ziggler, like, just super passionate, just killing those lines, you know. Mm. I, I complained for so long that he just needed some freaking mic time to just prove whether or not he can really be, like, you know, a five-tool star and, you know, have every mm. tool. And he's been awesome on the mic, and he was great there. And then Miz's, like, facial reactions to him being like, really, you want one more match? Yeah, just all of it was spectacular. I, I love that segment. And like I said, Ziggler has been the superstar of SmackDown. He's been aided more by SmackDown than any other superstar because he's gotten so much time to work, not just yes. on the map, but on the mic and show that he can do everything. He can really do everything. So if he ends up leaving, it'd be really disappointing. I expect he'll stay and he'll win the match, especially since he lost like four times to Miz already. You kind of <laughs> got you got to get that belt at some point. Either that or they'll give him some time off. Yeah, that's very possible. He's not He's not really had time off the entire time he's been there, except for concussions. <laughs> that doesn't really count. Nope. But yeah, it, he's well deserved. Perfectly fine with it. Plus, so, SmackDown was super good. <laughs> it just breezed through. I was watching it, and I'm like, "Holy shit, it's over!" That was really good, <laughs> top to bottom yeah. again. Yeah, it's 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 showing it's not a fluke. They actually know what they're doing, <laughs> which again just makes Monday Night more all the more confusing when you realise it's the same company. <laughs> What's going on? But yeah, it once again flowed from start to finish, and it was perfect. I will say, I've got no idea what's going on with Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> oh my god, really weird vignettes. <laughs> I, I skipped most of that vignette. Basically, as, as soon as I saw like they were doing an up crotch shot. <laughs> I was like, alright, I don't need to see this. Also, when is this guy fucking debuting? I thought I thought he was supposed to debut like a month ago. Well, Kurt Hawkins is making a debut. No, no, he's making an announcement about Kurt Hawkins. Okay, um, great. This week. I'm pretty excited <laughs> for that. <laughs> so uh, it will be another vignette of him saying he's making his debut at No Mercy. Pretty excited <laughs> for him to beat Apollo Crews for the next month. <laughs> he could lose. He's They've not done enough lose. on his character already, whatever his character is. They could lose. It wouldn't be that bad. Like, book him for the worst debut in wrestling history. That's so what So, <laughs> I uh, Imp didn't watch NXT for some reason, even though it's still the best show in WWE. <laughs> but I told him uh, via email that something awesome with Ty Dillinger happened. So we're going to get his yes, live reaction here in a, in a couple minutes. 
The rest of NXT, though, had a couple awesome pieces. The the Ely brothers, who are just like this random tag team of twins, versus the Revival. The Revival starts coming out, and then Samoa Joe like runs in and just demolishes those two guys and is like, I'm going to continue my reign of destruction until I get Shinsuke. And the Revival, who are on the ramp, like re-zip up their jackets, and they're just like, cool, peace out, we're out of here. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you, got, you can have the ring, we don't want to fight. Uh, Ember Moon kicked the shit out of Mandy Rose, who's now just like the non-redhead yeah. Eva Marie for Corey Graves. Oh my, oh. Uh, it was actually kind of a back-and-forth yeah. match. Uh, Mandy Rose got some good offense in, but you know, Ember Moon's Ember Moon, just to like, just kill her. Oscar had her match with uh, Liv Morgan, which lasted about three minutes. Basically, she just got stomped, and then she got tapped out with like some kind of crazy arm bar twisty thing. Uh, because there's a whole thing of Liv Morgan's being crazy if she wants to match with Asuka. <laughs> she got <laughs> murdered. <laughs> which is exactly what you'd anticipate. Uh, Oscar yeah. Payne and Paul Ellering came out and wrestled uh, a couple jobbers, and then Paul Ellering grabbed the mic and he's like, "They're gonna inflict pain, and that's all you need to know." And then left. <laughs> so they are really good. I will say that. <laughs> so, the first big man team in a while that feel yeah quick and stuff, and the fact that they don't speak English when they're in the ring, like they shout <laughs> really loudly, and like, I've got no idea what they're saying. <laughs> it makes it all the more terrifying. This is great. I just maintain that they're the the tag team versions of Batista. That's what they are. Batista was good in the ring. Yeah, he was. Yeah, well, he got better, didn't he? Yeah, Especially. he got a lot better. <laughs> yeah, putting it lightly, they got better. Yeah. So the main event, Hideo Tommy versus Lince Dorado, super good match. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little disjointed. Like they didn't have a lot of chemistry, but you know, Dorado got some good moves in, and then Tommy kicked his ass. So, and and he nailed the GTS better than I've ever seen. Like when he dropped him, sure. instead of hitting him on the nose, he actually like mm. aimed to the side and hit him in the temple. So it looked really good. Oh, right. oh that's but, cool. That might be because he's fighting a cruiserweight, and so he could kind of direct him more oh, yeah. in the air. So that's, that's, that sounds like how the move should be hit. That's yeah, quite cool. Yeah, exactly. And then the exciting part: the opener, <laughs> Ty Dillinger, who's like the king of openers for NXT now, versus Angelo <laughs> Dawkins. Beat him in like four minutes. Pretty easy match. He's walking up the ramp, and Bobby Roode's music hits, <laughs> and Roode comes out, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that." That match, you know, there's. I think there's a word for it. Uh, <laughs> impressive, not 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 perfect. You know, you still have some work to do, but you have some potential. And I'm like, okay, they're gonna set up Ty Dillinger versus Bobby Roode. This is super cool. Bobby Roode's like, I came to NXT for a lot of reasons, but the primary reason was to win the tag team classic. And guess what? <laughs> I need a partner. So <laughs> Ty Dillinger and Bobby Roode. Are a partnership, a tag team for the tag team classic. That's awesome. It's so amazing, and then the crowd, as soon as he says that, is is chanting uh, "Glorious Ten, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I am so excited for the Cruiserweight Classic. Now we got a Twitter announcement: Hideo Tommy and Kota Ibushi are teaming. That's just insane. So good. Uh, the revival is in it, obviously. Champa and Gargano. I think we were talking about this before the podcast. Uh, whether it's going to be 8 or 16 teams. I think it might actually end up being be uh, 8. I think they they probably have enough teams to do 16, but it'd be kind of close. But at the same time, who cares? Yeah. I mean, just do 16. <laughs> a lot of those matches are going to be determined like on house shows anyway, and you're not going to ever see them like last year. Which is a shame, given that all the teams are really good this time. <laughs> but there are some superstar <laughs> teams, like that Bobby Rutai Dillinger team I'm just so excited mm. for. 
and they're they're not gonna win. They're probably gonna lose, and then Rude will turn on Ty, and you'll have like a really good series of one on one matches later on. But like those superstar teams really make the tournament. You know, we had Finn and Samoa Joe last year, and this year we have Ty and Rue. We have uh, Kota Ibushi and Hideo. We'll probably have like one more. You know, the revival. <laughs> the revival was made a thing in the cruiserweight classic last year so maybe another team will rise up and be become like a big tag team because of it well it's a pain if i can could do that yeah they could go on a huge run yeah. i wouldn't yeah, have them win yeah. but like you put them in the finals like rhino and corbin yeah. last year yeah yeah i think this one's better because it feels like there's a lot less thrown together tag teams even though obviously we talked about ibushu and sami <laughs> and mood <laughs> and danger but you've got a lot it feels like there's more solid tag teams in there to make a good run out of it I would like to last year where they, it was in that middle period where were, most of them were leaving. Yeah. Seems a bit odd. I would like American Alpha to come back down and be like, we have unfinished business, but that's kind of the Champa Gargano role. <laughs> yeah, that'll be filled up by them. Yeah. So, who do you think? Oh, I say who do you think going to win? We've only got six teams announced at this point. <laughs> I mean, I would book the revival to win. Just make them fucking unbeatable. Yeah, but at the same time, you could also argue that Ciampa and Gargano getting their win against the Revival in a non-title uh, match, but in the that's Classic, would be a really big win for them. Mm, that's a good idea, actually. Um, I wouldn't give it to another super team just because you had Finn and Samoa Joe win last year, and it's it's not a great look when you continually have super teams beat real tag teams. Like sometimes <laughs> with the Rock and Sock, like they're big enough stars that you say their individual skill can carry them, but for the most part, tag teams should always beat single stars that are paired together. So, you know, the Rev- yeah. the Revival, Ciampa and Gargano, uh, I think those would be my favorites. Yes. I'd say they'd be the favorites. be interesting to see what Ibushi and Itami are like. For sure. I'm expecting it to be, uh, the, the, the kicks are just to be stiff as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for their opponents. <laughs> well, imagine, I, I'm, something tells me you're probably going to get a match between them and Ciampa and Gargano. I'm just imagining <laughs> that. <laughs> that that should be an amazing match. Yep. Which should be exactly what you were on about, where the tag team beats the guys who aren't a tag team. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I think I'd book the revival to win, but yeah, it, it could go a lot of ways, and there's still a couple teams to be announced. So I'm pretty excited for it. I was thinking toward the end of the Cruiserweight Classic, I'm like, they're going to do the, the tag team classic again. It's going to be awesome, but like, do we really want to do a, another tournament like right after the Cruiserweight Classic? I don't know. <laughs> but then on on the other hand, like they treated the Cruiserweight Classic like a legitimate sport, like a legitimate tournament, whereas this has more story and kind of like behind-the-scenes segment nonsense. So it feels different enough. It's probably a good time for yeah. it. And it's been about a year. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it's good. Um, this year they obviously can't have the road presenting it. would be interesting. Look at gold dust. Yeah, they can. Left. Yeah. Co- Cody's about to be owned by WWE again. <laughs> so with us slowly winding down to the end, what are we going to do next week if TNA doesn't exist? <laughs> the same, the same thing we do every night, Pinky. <laughs> Just a random Pinky in the brain. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, but yeah. There's not really much I can comment on it. I won't add anything other than we don't know what's going to happen. TNA might not exist this time next week or it will and this is all just the same thing again but <laughs> it either will or will morning. not exist it's Schrodinger's promotion at this point <laughs> if WWE do buy it I'll just do a little bit telling you what matches to watch and which ones to 100% avoid actually no actually so not quick enough to tell you which ones to actually watch 
keeping in mind Vince Russo bought them for a while. A lot of it's shit. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were chance of fire Russo for quite a few years. <laughs> so that was funny. Somebody posted it. Might have been a tweet. Uh, the segment where Bischoff was locked in his office by Sting and the. He had an actual crow just like staring him down, locking him down. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. It might have been. Like, ha- oh, it might have been Alpha. The Hogan Bischoff era was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what it's like. They tried to turn TNA to WCW, and like Hogan brought all of his friends in and stuff. I mean, I think I remember, WWE will just pay a big, big ass amount of money for them. Bring in the couple yeah. guys that they want. Bring them into NXT, and then just use the library for you know, like a Bobby Roode DVD, a Samoa Joe DVD, like a uh, yeah. the Triple Threat, like the big ass Triple Threat matches that they've had in the X Division. I think that's worth it enough that they just drop like you know, ten mil or whatever to, to buy. Yeah, because who that's else is going to spend ten million dollars on TNA? Who's going to do it? Nobody. Why would you? Apart from Billy, <laughs> com- Billy Corgan's looking at putting all of his money in it if he has to. A company that has literally never made money. Uh, well, I think Corgan knows that and he's passionate about it. Make so it. I guess that's good in a way. <laughs> but then Corgan has said that out of all the people he's spoken to, the only one with a proper wrestling mindset seems to be WWE, which is a bit of a problem that he's encountering. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's looking like if, he, if Billy Corgan, the Smashing Pumpkins lead singer, can get the money then he'll buy it by himself and then like delegate shit or WWE will get it if he can't and he's got three days I think or at least because they haven't they haven't got any money 100% for the pay-per-view on Sunday they haven't got the money for the TV tapings which are meant to be taking place next week might not exist Bright side is the WWE network uh, past video library is going to get a lot bigger (laughs) if they do this I mean, if Corgan's going to buy it, why wouldn't you just make that like part of the down payment, right? I mean, if it's going to cost the estimated like 600k, like you just say we're buying it for four mil, and that 600k is like the the sign of good faith or whatever that you're going to buy it, and then you can put on Bound for Glory. That'd be good. That'd be nice of them. Yeah, kind of like an ECW type thing. Or maybe WC or WWE is like we're going to pay you 10 mil for TNA, and you know you can use 600k of that for like you're going away Bound for Glory. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, that'll be. Oh, that sounds too nice of them. But I don't know how evil they are. <laughs> Which is, well, they're not really competition. They've never been viewed as competition. It's not like WWE yeah. and WCW where it's like, we want to fuck you. They're like, yeah, we're going to buy this, you know, random video library. That's <laughs> that's what we care about. You were never competition. There's probably no bad mm. feelings. I've always, I always felt when TNA was at its best, if it had some good advertising, or at least any advertising, really, like anything in the budget at all, it would have done a hell of a lot better. But because they they got their audience and they didn't advertise past that, they never really grew. And then they realised that when they started doing how the big tours that they got all the uh, yeah they were filling the state they're filling the not stadiums but you know what I mean the arenas they're doing really well and then suddenly people stopped attending and then it hit them that maybe they haven't expanded, <laughs> which is what you need to do something like that. Like WWE, I'm assuming they waited because they used to fill them all with bulk in like certain arenas, and then before they properly expanded, they made sure they've got this huge audience before doing it. Whilst TNA, it was more of a to expand, we need to do this. Yeah, so, they're different uh, yeah. business theories. We'll have more to talk about yeah. next week, even though yeah, yeah I I don't like talking about <laughs> TNA their actual shows because their actual shows are stupid, but. Talking about the business side is fascinating because they're just at like a crazy experiment, which yeah. is probably about to end. 
Yeah, more people who say it's going to end for how many years now? About ten <laughs> years. Go back and Lords of Pain. Yeah. Every single post about TNA is like, "We're going to go out of business next week." So why does it matter? <laughs> Sounds like, pretty close to the end now, though. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Well, we'll, we'll see. I, again, I'm I'm not Billy Corgan. I don't know what good it's going to be. In worst case scenario, you get to watch all the good matches on the network. <laughs> <laughs> so, for a fan, it's not the worst thing in the world. All right, anything else you want to talk about? It's a pretty solid week of WWE. Too bad Raw and Raw's pay-per-view kind of brought it down a little bit. Yeah, Raw's, uh, yeah, same as last week. Raw makes me think, why do I put myself through this? And then I watch SmackDown and go, oh yeah, I really like wrestling. <laughs> the, the, but then when he gets week. around to watching NXT... <laughs> I might watch the I watch the tie thing that sounds awesome hell yeah <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> hearing the crowd pop I was like, so yeah. excited it was amazing <laughs> plus I always do the 10 thing with him yes <laughs> he does it, like 10 10 10 I move my arms as well and everything like that he does cartwheel is that. awful <laughs> thanks Corey oh, no. <laughs> the Corey Graves going to, I don't know why they're cheering for the world's crappiest cartwheel <laughs> <laughs> such a great yeah. line alright let's let's end on a high note Ty Dillinger yeah Ty's awesome He's going to be on an yeah. awesome team. They're not going to win the Cruiserweight class or the Tag Team Classic, but it's going to be awesome to watch regardless. And with that, goodbye. Peace out. Yeah.